Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I'm so excited today because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects, and that is branding, you know, because I think it is so important not for your company, it is very important for your company, but more for you as a professional to know what your brand is and to be very specific about it. So please join me in welcoming Emma Donovan to our program today. Welcome, Emma. How are you doing? Thank you, Dave. It's such a pleasure to be here and really looking forward to to our chat today. I am sitting in sunny Cape Town on the other side of the world. So yeah, looking forward to diving in. I love it. Yeah, it's not sunny here in Atlanta. It's cold today. Um, and and I believe you are my first South African guest. Um, so welcome to the program. Kind of love technology, right? Um, it's just like you're here in the room with me. No, it is incredible. And very honored to be your first um, South African guest. Perfect. I love it. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Emma Donovan is a seasoned entrepreneur with more than 15 years of experience in brand strategy and professional profiling. As co-founder of Dapper, she creates innovative products to give leaders the confidence to own their story in an authentic way and show up as the best versions of themselves. Currently, her focus is on sustainable ways to approach personal brand development for entrepreneurs and leadership teams in a way that's authentic and creates space to build their brands with intention. Emma's superpower lies in injecting enthusiasm and vibrancy into any situation. So again, Emma, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for that intro. Perfect. I love it. And we're going to have, there were several words and then I'm thinking, oh, got to talk. Oh, got to talk. You know, several, several words in there that we'll be talking about. Well, I always like to ask my guests at the start to tell us a little bit about how they got to where they are today, because I think that's always a very interesting story. And for you, it might be part of your brand. Yeah, I love that question. I think there's so many different avenues you could could go down, but maybe I'll try to keep it focused around brand and then how I figured out that I had a brand. I mm-hmm. think one of the sort of penny drop moments for me when was when I heard someone say, you have a brand, it's up to you whether you own that story. Like Mm. every one of us does have a brand. It's Mm -hmm. actually the one thing you'll have your whole life. Mm -hmm. And I was at a point in my career where I was, you know, classic entrepreneur, getting Mm -hmm. caught up in all the different sort of shiny things coming my way and kind of at a crossroad and and Mm -hmm. needing to decide what I did Mm -hmm. next. And I listened to a speaker talk about putting your own brand first, mm-hmm. and then you can have all the different companies mm-hmm. and things you do sort of underneath that. Mm-hmm. And it, it flipped it around for me in terms of my thinking, because I'd always put the business that I was part of at the time mm-hmm. first in terms of of brand positioning. And I thought, you know, branding, we started DAP about three years ago, but recently I looked back at my old LinkedIn articles mm-hmm. and I did an article probably about 14 years ago, 
around personal brand long before I intentionally had that as part of my identity and kind of my career. So I think it's a lovely example of how you may take a winding road to get to where you are, but if you're passionate about something and interested in it, it will find a way to to pop up and be part of your your story later on. Um, so my story started in Zimbabwe. I was born there and lived in England for some of my childhood mm-hmm. and then went to school in Zimbabwe and came down to Cape Town, South Africa for university and never really left. So it's definitely captured my heart as a, a place to call home. I love it. You know, and I love that you talk about the fact that, you know, sometimes there's that something underneath that just keeps pulling us, right? And many times we ignore it, um, you know, and and because you know, we've got people telling us, oh, no, you should be doing this or you should be doing that. But the funny thing is, it, like you said, it's always there. Um, and when you actually decide, hey, I'm going to embrace this, wonderful things happen. Absolutely. It's I often say if you feel like you're swimming upstream for too long, Mm -hmm. you maybe need to stop and think Mm -hmm. why. And there are times in life that are challenging and Mm -hmm. there may be, you know, you need to put in the hard work to get to Mm -hmm. where you want to go. But you also need to enjoy every chapter of your life and you need to find things that bring you joy, little Mm -hmm. things. So that's something I really focus on is how do I make each day Mm -hmm something that I enjoy and I feel like I'm adding value. And it can be in a really small way, mm-hmm. but just not swimming upstream too much of the time. I love it. Yeah. You know, and, and we do swim upstream on occasion. Um, sometimes it really is to deliberately get to where we're going, yeah. um, you know, but other times it's, you know, it, it's, it, it becomes the habit, right? And we don't even realize yeah. that we're fighting that current all the time until we realize that we're tired, you know, you and I are recording this on a Monday morning. How many, is it Monday? It's Tuesday. See, I've lost a day. (laughs) Um, On, excuse me, a Monday morning, people wake up or even worse Sunday evening. Uh, I have to go to work tomorrow. And to me, a big part of that is because you're doing something that is against your personal brand. Um, so tell us a little bit more. Let's let's define brand and especially brand versus reputation. That's a great question. So for me, reputation is how others see you. Okay. Whereas your personal brand is being intentional about how you show up. Mm-hmm. So it is still how others see you, but you can shape that narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a wonderful opportunity to lean into that authenticity that mm-hmm. you you mentioned with my intro, something I'm so passionate about, because I think personal brand is often considered something you have to curate and work really hard at. Whereas for me, it's leaning into your who you already are. Mm-hmm. It's owning that space. It's telling your story. I think storytelling is such a powerful way to, mm-hmm. to convey your brand. And it's often associated with a digital footprint and your LinkedIn profile. But for me, it's how you walk into a room. Mm-hmm. It's how you hold space in a meeting. Right. It is the consistency that you can build into your life mm-hmm. with your family, your friends, your your team, mm-hmm. and how you show up as a leader, those are all part of, of personal brand. So mm-hmm. it's quite a holistic view on it, as opposed to, if you think of a company brand, it's often at a very basic level, you know, your logo and your mm-hmm. visual brand, and then it can be part of, you know, your culture and how that's rolled out. But the synergy between all of them, I think, is where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So do you see a lot of people whose reputation and brand are very different? 
There are definitely examples of that. And we work with clients to try and align them better. Mm-hmm. I think a, a great example is, well, most of our clients have some level of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and that can show up as shyness. It could come across, someone who's shy may come across as arrogant. So they may just be nervous to have a conversation mm-hmm. that comes across as cold or distant. Mm-hmm. So if they can understand you know, how to be more comfortable in that situation, they may come across as more approachable Mm -hmm. and that will shift how they are seen. Mm -hmm. So if you can smile, be warm, interact with someone, your reputation over time can shift. Mm -hmm. Right. Just by having, having that awareness. And I think mm -hmm. self-awareness is a huge part of brand as well. It's a huge part of that. And I think so many people either don't realize, or many people don't care. I mean, you know, they're like, whatever. And that's fine. Um, you know, and, and, but we also have to realize, especially from a professional standpoint, if we're not, <coughs> excuse me, paying attention to it, it can cause issues. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just, it's about, again, about, you know, whether you care or not. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's such a, a good point because I don't believe you should try and please everyone or have right. mm-hmm. everyone like you. I think you should be comfortable in your skin and true to your values and then you will attract like-minded people and people who you know appreciate what you mm-hmm. have to say so it's it's definitely a a topic that people love to debate because mm-hmm. there's there's lots of different views on that but for me it's about if you are being authentic and true to yourself it's okay if not everyone likes that as long as you are comfortable with the way you show up and right. behave right it's kind of like you have to know what your why is um you know yeah. and 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 it's so interesting because we do see people who are not authentic and, you know, and, and maybe it's, you know, you mentioned a shy person. So maybe it's the shy person who's trying really, really hard and you know, they're just so uncomfortable that you want to take them off to the side. It's okay. Breathe, breathe. It's all right. Um, or <clears throat> as you said, they come across as being boisterous and, you know, they, they really want to, to, you know, make sure that their shyness is not coming across and then other people who, you know, they they do the opposite. You know, they they kind of become that introvert because they're afraid of getting their opinions out there. Maybe what's happened is they've had their opinions and their views stomped on, or you know, things. So they're just yeah. not going to tell that anymore. Uh, and so that's again where it's important to be authentic to yourself. I mean, if if you're having to hide what you are, then you're not with the right people. I completely agree. And I love that you mentioned your why. We often, it's it's such a daunting question, mm-hmm. but another way to frame it is what really matters to you mm-hmm. and what is enough. Right. And the combination of those mm-hmm. two is really powerful for me mm-hmm. because most of us can list what matters mm-hmm. and it's not going to be the same for two mm-hmm. people, but just starting with that list mm-hmm. is such a lovely way to understand your brand foundation. Mm-hmm. So we often talk of the essence of your brand mm-hmm. and that is what matters, what your mm-hmm. values are, how you want to show up. Um, a great, another great question is what do you want people to say when you're not in the room? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, you know, how are you perceived, but you know, in a way that is mm-hmm. just true to, to who you mm-hmm. want to be. Right. You know, and it's okay for people's why to be, I want to be a, a millionaire, a billionaire, you know, and you know, because then along with that might be, and then I will be very, very philanthropic. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know, for some people, it really is. And, and part of that might be how they were raised, you know, all sorts of things. But it's, you know, it's really not a bad thing 
to say, you know, I, I want to be more than comfortable or whatever it is. But again, you have to, you know, think about what it is that, that maybe go along with getting there. You know, are you going to be a person of great character or are you going to cheat and cut corners? Yeah, absolutely. And just thinking through that and talking through it, I find mm-hmm. really helpful. It's right. often something people mull over on their own mm-hmm. and it's a great place to start and journaling mm-hmm. about it, but actually mm-hmm. having a conversation with people mm-hmm. you trust. Mm-hmm. And we get all of our clients to ask five people in their lives for um, things, qualities they mm-hmm. admire, mm-hmm. as well as what are their blind spots or areas for improvement. Ah. Mm-hmm. Because there's, I don't know if you've heard of the Jahari window model, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's a really interesting model where you you have different quadrants of sort of right. how your self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And one of them is your blind spots. Mm-hmm. And we all have them. Right. And if you can be open to getting that constructive feedback mm-hmm. from people that you love and trust, it's something you can work on all the mm-hmm. time. So I had, uh, when I first did the exercise, I asked my first boss, she was one of the people who still very close to, and I mm-hmm. asked her for feedback and she said, you have very high standards for yourself and of others. And you sometimes need to realize that the standards you set for yourself are not realistic for those Uh around you. Mm -hmm. And it was, it really was powerful to hear Mm -hmm. because I could immediately think of a few examples where Mm -hmm. I maybe was a little bit too hard on people Mm -hmm. that I, because I saw their potential or we had a deadline Mm -hmm. to meet, but I've learned to just soften that slightly. Mm -hmm. And sort of, we talk about balancing power and Mm -hmm. grace Mm -hmm. and how you want to be a powerful, strong leader, but you also need that grace and that like gentle side of you Mm -hmm. to come through and the two together just Mm -hmm. work so much better. Mm -hmm. So it was an example where I learned a lot just from one, one line of feedback from someone that, that I trusted. I love it. Do you find that there's very definitely masculine and feminine traits? Um, and I, I and and I'm doing that as the the you know not as the you know saying male and female because I think we have both. But yeah. how do we combine those? And especially in our brand. Yeah, I love that question. So I think what I just just mentioned speaks mm-hmm. to that. So for me, the power is a more masculine energy. Mm-hmm. The grace is a more feminine energy. Mm-hmm. The yin and yang, they mm-hmm. they really work well together. I did mm-hmm. a, a yoga class this morning where we had to sort of cup our hands like this. Mm-hmm. And the yoga teacher said, notice which hand you naturally put on top and your left side. And now I'm starting thinking about that, <laughs> now right? Now you've got uh-huh. to do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> And your left side is your feminine energy. Mm -hmm. And she said, if you have got your left hand on top, your masculine energy is like holding or supporting it. Right. Uh, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The the, the bottom hand is supportive. So if your left Mm -hmm. hand's on the bottom, that's a supportive one. And you Mm -hmm. could see everyone sort of going, oh, which which Mm -hmm. side of me is needing the support at the moment? Mm -hmm. And I think we all have both both energies and need to tap into them to be the best versions of ourselves. I think in business, there's definitely an inclination to tap into the more masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And I found I did that maybe a little bit too much Mm -hmm. in my earlier career, whereas now I'm embracing the feminine Mm -hmm. softer side, knowing Mm -hmm. that I've already built up the resilience Mm -hmm. in the masculine side of of the energy and and brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think as women, the, the, the power and the masculine, you know, whether it comes naturally or not, it's, our fear is many times that that we're going to be thought of as that B word, right? You know, and and so then we back off, and 
and people take advantage or we lose the opportunity or or all of those things. And so it is mm-hmm. tricky to figure out how to be powerful in a positive way. Yeah, absolutely. And it's different for each person. Mm-hmm. But I think there are so many wonderful examples mm-hmm. I'm reading. We've just finished reading Michelle Obama's book, The Light mm-hmm. We Carry. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a lovely example where mm-hmm. she has done that in such challenging roles mm-hmm. where she's been, you know, mm-hmm. put into to completely... Mm-hmm situation she's never experienced before and mm-hmm. always managed to from you know what I've mm-hmm. read and seen maintain that balance mm-hmm. so I think it is also useful to to have examples mm-hmm. like that where you can draw inspiration mm-hmm. and carve your own path mm-hmm. but with the kind of inspiration from from people who've done it right in a right. more public eye mm-hmm. and and you mentioned a word that I think is is very important especially for women and that's grace um, you know, we can be powerful and have grace. And, and I think one of the examples that I always think of is, you know, Queen Elizabeth. I mean, she, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm American, I'm as American, but I just, I'm, you know, I'm one of those royal watchers. Um, and to me, it was devastating when she passed because I thought she was one of the most perfect examples of a woman in power who, I mean, you know, she definitely had that British stiff upper lip, right? You know, and, and, but she, you, you also knew that there was that grace that was there, Mm. Um, you know, and, and so I, she was, to to me, she was a great example of a a woman leader who was able to truly excel in that role. And, and I mean, clearly, you know, she had grown into it from being, you know, a very young girl, but um, it was just, it was, it was a good example. And, and when we see those, those powerful women, I think it is good to, to look at why, you know, what, what is it about them that it has made them such good leaders and, and also men. I mean, because when we really look at men who we see as being good leaders, I think a lot of times we want them to obviously have in many cases, some of those, those feminine traits, the caring for others, you know, all of those various things. Yeah, I think vulnerability is another big Mm -hmm. one. It's something I am so drawn to. And Mm -hmm. I think even more so in men, just because Mm -hmm. it's maybe less expected. Right. But people who are able to have a very honest, vulnerable Mm -hmm. conversation, Mm -hmm. especially in a leadership position, Mm -hmm. I think is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So it's another lovely example, along Mm -hmm. with grace, of Mm -hmm. a quality that taps into that Mm -hmm. feminine energy and creates space. Mm -hmm. It creates space for for your brand to be authentic mm-hmm. and for right. people to resonate with it. Mm-hmm. I think if you are too powerful and strong the whole time, it, it doesn't seem real. Right. Like you've got to have bad days. You've got mm-hmm. to have moments where mm-hmm. you stumble or, mm-hmm. you know, second guess yourself. Mm-hmm. That is completely part of life mm-hmm. and and part of having a real brand. Right. And when you show that vulnerability, you know, I, it, it makes you human. I think is, is what it is, you know, back to the, the queen, yeah. you know, the, the one tier, at, at Prince Philip's funeral, uh, you know, that was, if she, mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been totally understandable if she had been just crying her eyes out. I mean, you know, he was, was her partner in so many ways, but that one tear was what just was crushing for many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, but, yeah, you know, that's... then we see the opposite too, where we see a leader bend down and talk to a small child or, you know, do all of those things. And, you know, I think, during COVID, we saw a lot of that where leaders kind of had to shift because they weren't in the room with with people. So they had to learn how to deal with them differently. 
Absolutely. And going back to your point about children, I think they're such a wonderful example of, well, two things, the authenticity, because Mm -hmm. they haven't learned to put up a mask, but Mm -hmm. also just those moments of joy that Mm -hmm. I spoke about Mm -hmm. is they just delight in such Mm -hmm. simple little things. I think children, and we spoke just before we we started about Mm -hmm. cats and dogs. Mm -hmm. And I just think, again, like pets Mm -hmm. and children Mm -hmm. can remind us Mm -hmm. to not overthink, not take things too seriously, just be in the moment Mm -hmm. and just, you know, enjoy, enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Think about a child chasing a butterfly. You know, there's nothing more joyous than something like that. You know, and, and, and the trick is though, how do we bring that into ourselves in a way that again is authentic? Um, You know, because I think we, especially in business, we don't want to seem soft. So how do we have that as part of our brand? um, And, and 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 again, have it be authentic. Hmm. I think a lot of it is to do with boundaries. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories came from a business coach earlier in my career who said, you never want to have spaghetti boundaries. Ah. And I love that, the idea mm-hmm. of cooked spaghetti mm-hmm. kind of falling all over your plate. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's much harder to respect someone who is not consistent with boundaries. Mm-hmm. So to have very firm but fair boundaries mm-hmm. In life, but I think mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. in business, is a great way to to remain authentic mm-hmm. and to to have that consistency mm-hmm. in terms of where you draw the line, mm-hmm. uh, what your brand stands for, and how you how mm-hmm. you show up. Right now, you know, I saw something on your website that that really made me think, and and I love your website. It's becomedapper.com. Um, you know, and and great, oh, obviously great visuals. I mean, you you have such a, a way with that. You know, wonder, and I want to talk about those later. But you mentioned the fact that, and and you know, we we've said it at the start. Everyone needs a brand, but I think so many people think I am an employee. I don't need a brand. Why is it important for everybody? And and you know, I'm I'm also going to include, you know, maybe you're not working. You know, I think every well, every person does have a brand. Um, so why is it important to figure out what that is if you're not the CEO of the company? Great question. I I think I'll share two examples if that's mm-hmm. all right of recent interactions I've had with clients. Mm-hmm. So one is where we've worked with the kind of middle leadership team in a company. Mm-hmm. And I always encourage people to challenge what we're saying and Mm -hmm. debate it. And so we Mm -hmm. had a few people say, well, why do I need a brand? Mm -hmm. And one of the main points that came up was that you need a brand for your internal team as Mm -hmm. well as externally. So you may not be in a position in the company yet or ever that is client facing, Mm -hmm. but you've got a team that look up to you or you're part of a team Mm -hmm. where your peers can look up to Mm -hmm. you. It doesn't need to be a, you know, senior, junior Mm -hmm. sort of dynamic. Mm -hmm. So how you show up for them is really important and being confident with what your brand stands Mm -hmm. for and whether it aligns to the company. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of work around brand synergy. So how as an individual, your brand aligns to the company and Mm -hmm. you don't need the exact same values to align, Mm -hmm. but you need to have some sense of of where where they do align. And another example is someone who's recently enrolled in our online course, who is a mum. She was a nurse and she's left nursing when she wanted Mm -hmm. to start a family and worked in a more sort of HR sort of role, which she Mm -hmm. quite enjoyed, but 
after her maternity leave, she said, I really need to find what next in my mm-hmm. career. She's never been in a leadership position. She's worked in trauma. So she's got really interesting experience mm-hmm. that's I'm mm-hmm. sure applicable to so many mm-hmm. industries, but she needed to actually go back and go, I'm not a, I'm not just a nurse. I'm not just a mom, mm-hmm. not just a wife. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. And by going through a kind of three month brand yourself course Mm -hmm. we just have had a few lovely messages from her Mm -hmm. along the way saying she's got so much clarity around Mm -hmm. her purpose and what she wants to do Mm -hmm. and I spoke to her last week and she was very excited to say she wants to do first aid at events Ah. so it's taking the sort of nursing experience Mm -hmm. into an environment where she can work limited time Mm -hmm. to be available for her family Mm -hmm. she gets to interact with people Mm -hmm. And having a brand and clarity on it is going to help her land that job Mm -hmm. because she needs to put herself forward in a way Mm -hmm. that is relatable, that she's Mm -hmm. got the right experience, which she has all of Mm -hmm. those things. But how she puts it forward Mm -hmm. is really going to, you know, be a a sort of game changer in terms of landing that that dream job for the next stage of her career. Right. So again, a very different example where mm-hmm. it's not a corporate job. Um, it's it's working through a kind mm-hmm. of career change or or life life change, mm-hmm. different life stage. Well, and we do change as as we get older. You know, you mentioned that, you know, she had kids. And, you know, and and so that's probably one of, you know, one of the big things. And then when your kids leave, you know, then yeah. then you, you know, you're always mom, you're always dad. Um, but you know, you're no longer, you know, that primary caregiver, they've gone off and hopefully they're, you know, off being, being independent, but then what? And I think especially for moms who were the stay at home moms, um, you know, depending on how long they stayed at home, they may absolutely have no idea of what. And so how do you, how do you work with folks like that? So we, and and I want to make sure, you know, being a stay at home mom is absolutely fabulous. You know, we don't ever want any, you know, and, and you're getting a lot of job skills during that time too. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, and maybe that's it. I think a lot of women think, Ugh, I don't have any skills anymore. And, you know, so how do you help women and men who, you know, stayed mm-hmm. home to, to raise their kids? Yeah. It's a great question. I think a lot of it is around building confidence again. Okay. So confidence in the skills you have. And Mm -hmm. I love that you said you have so many skills from Mm -hmm. running a home or running a family Mm -hmm. that are applicable. And it's also realizing that there's as much as the world's changing and there's Mm -hmm. AI and there's tech Mm -hmm. and all of these changes, there are still, there's still so much space for creativity, Mm -hmm. for experience. One of my business ideas, which I haven't quite got to yet is to pair um, very experienced people who have retired or haven't mm-hmm. worked for a while, mm-hmm. but have experience in an industry with young professionals okay. who are just so desperate for that experience, of sort of a mentor mm-hmm. kind of way to pair people up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that doesn't matter how long you've been out of an industry, mm-hmm. you've got relevant experience to share mm-hmm. and then not be scared to take a step back in your career. Mm-hmm. So you may have left in quite a senior position mm-hmm you know, when you decided to stay Mm -hmm. home or for whatever reason you had a break in your career, Mm -hmm. it's okay to take a step back Mm -hmm. or to be in a a different environment. Mm -hmm. So I think to not put too much pressure on yourself to, well, maybe it's to redefine what success Mm -hmm. looks like. That's another way to to frame it Mm -hmm. and to just go in with, you know, Mm -hmm. reframing it with the right confidence, knowing how you add value. I think that's a huge, huge part of it. It is. You know, and then we have the opposite that happens where someone is in, say, a, a 
industry or even a company for many, many years. And that becomes their identity. And then something changes, yeah. you know, whether by their choice or not by their choice. So how do you help them kind of rediscover themselves? We've had quite a few clients in that exact situation mm-hmm. where their identity is so tied up in mm-hmm. in the company they're part mm-hmm. of. You often see it as well with um, founders who exit a business mm-hmm. that they feel quite lost afterwards, right. and they've often, you know, done really well financially mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to be able to sell or whatever they've done, but mm-hmm. they're just kind of floundering. Mm-hmm. And we often say you actually need time. You need to give yourself time mm-hmm. to process. Journaling is a huge part of that. We work with a lot of business and life coaches. Mm-hmm. So to really unpack what are you processing and, mm-hmm. and how are you going to, again, reframe that and use mm-hmm. it for for the next step. Mm-hmm. I feel that there's such lessons that are so transferable and skills. Mm-hmm. So it's looking at really figuring out, drilling down into what mm-hmm. does bring you joy? Where do you add value? What do you want to be doing? Mm-hmm. I think people so often look at what they should be doing rather than what do they want to be mm-hmm. doing. And if they're in a position to actually pause and mm-hmm. look at that differently, then mm-hmm. I think that's an incredible opportunity, a daunting one, but one that just has so much potential. Mm-hmm. We had a, a client who was a very successful lawyer and mm-hmm. in the sort of latter part of his career, he wanted to be a sports journalist. And it was ah. such a complete shift. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to do that in five years time. So what do I need to do now? Ah. Which was incredible to mm-hmm. sort of think ahead. Mm-hmm. And we said, well, let's, you know, let's start. Why don't you start a blog? And why mm-hmm. don't you look at podcasting? And mm-hmm. why don't you just build up very gradually, mm-hmm. a library of content mm-hmm. that supports your next career stage mm-hmm. before you get there. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to do it is you can start early, you can do something mm-hmm. as a side hustle or a hobby and just build up experience in something that you want to explore. Right, right. You know, I I work with folks on their LinkedIn profiles and, and specifically senior level folks who have lost their brand. You know, their brand is their Mm -hmm. company. And of course, to me, LinkedIn is a perfect place for you to get your personal brand back out there. Um, But but yeah, they they really don't know. And, and, And it's okay. I mean, if you have a great company for that to be very much a part of who you are. But, you know, your company may or may not be philanthropic or, you know, and and you are, but there's also other things in there that I think so many people forget about. So talk to us more about what is a brand? I mean, can it be that I like to garden or, um, you know, I'm I'm extremely detail oriented? What are all the things that go into Mm. a brand? Yeah. So I love that you touched on on LinkedIn and how you position yourself because mm-hmm. one of the things we work on with clients is to figure out what we call their content pillars are. Mm-hmm. And those are themes that they can use as the kind of starting points okay. for their thought leadership content. Mm-hmm. And we encourage them to have one that is not career focused or at least one of the five. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned gardening. It could be a hobby. It could be a passion. It could mm-hmm. be travel, food, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's how do you find synergy or parallels between that and your career. Mm-hmm. Because again, going back to the idea that storytelling is such a powerful way to to share your brand mm-hmm. and put your brand out there is if you can find ways to resonate with your audience mm-hmm. rather than just sharing business tips or mm-hmm. facts or selling what you do, I think it's a lot 
yeah, it, it makes it more fun, fun mm-hmm. on both sides. Um, so that would definitely be, be one of the things. Mm-hmm. And something else that popped into my mind with that question was around personality profiling. Mm. So I think the risk with it is it can, mm-hmm. uh, people can take it too literally and mm-hmm. put themselves or other people in a box. Mm-hmm. So Enneagram is one we use a lot and right. people will say, oh, well, I'm an Enneagram seven. So I'm very visionary. I'm not good at detail. Mm-hmm. And they immediately kind of brush off brush something off right. and they, an, they tell um, themselves I'm not good at details so then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy absolutely but I do think there's value in doing different um mm-hmm. profiles and it's just such a lovely way to learn about mm-hmm. yourself um so Enneagram um insights discovery mm-hmm. um wealth dynamics mm-hmm. uh, Clifton strengths they're mm-hmm. all ones that we we really enjoy mm-hmm. reading clients results chatting through mm-hmm. them I feel like you learn something about yourself with each one, mm-hmm. I loved how you mentioned to me, you learn something from every podcast mm-hmm. guest. And it's a similar thing of mm-hmm. different perspectives, mm-hmm. different ways of seeing the world. You can just really draw mm-hmm. on that. So I feel it's quite a solid foundation for understanding your brand and right. how you show up. Mm-hmm. And to just, yeah, kind of have different avenues mm-hmm. that you you explore mm-hmm. to find out more about yourself. I feel like you never stop learning about mm-hmm. yourself and also your brand evolves with you. Mm-hmm. So we've often had clients who say, right, I want to get my brand looking good and tick that off the list. Mm-hmm. And you we know. say, oh, no, <laughs> you you absolutely can do that foundational phase, mm-hmm. which you know a lot about in mm-hmm. terms of your your LinkedIn and getting that, you know, really up to date. But mm-hmm. it's, it's how you tell the story. It's how it evolves and how it changes mm-hmm. as you grow and change. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and then I think, you know, along there, one of the things that people think is that they can put things in a box. I have my professional and I have my personal. And we see that a lot on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Where they've got this outstanding LinkedIn profile. And then you look at, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever the, you know, whatever else. And it's like you're looking at two different people, uh, yeah. you know, and and to me, that's always confusing. Um, because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, which one are you? And it's really confusing if they're, you know, very different. I mean, clearly I'm posting yeah. differently on Facebook than I'm going to post on LinkedIn, but it still is part of that whole person. And, you know, I was working with a, a young woman one time and she uh, was was getting ready to graduate from college. Outstanding young woman. I mean, you know, she had uh, and and she had volunteered. She had you know all of these things, and so her LinkedIn profile was really good. And she had um, been connecting with people all along. It wasn't one of these things where she was going to graduate with you know two connections. She had you know huge number of people, and and so she really knew what to do on LinkedIn. And then I went to her Twitter, now known as X, right? That's never going to work, right? Talk about a branding thing. Oh my gosh. Um, but, um, you know, she, and, and she was a totally different person on Twitter. And the problem was her Twitter name was her name. So it was very easy to find Mm -hmm. her. And, you know, I, and I went to her, her Twitter profile and aside from anything else, she was extremely foul. She was very bad language on it. Um, which I mean, you know, a lot of 20 somethings do that was, you know, but I told her, I said, okay, no. And she said, but that's where my friends are. And I said, okay, okay. You need two Twitter profiles then have one for your friends that is harder for people to find. And the one that is tied to your name, which a current or mm-hmm. potential employer could find, you got to clean that up. <laughs> you just, um, and, and I think she didn't understand that, 
we're really not in silos. You know, you don't have your professional and your personal. So how do you talk more to to people about Mm -hmm. that? So what I ask them to do is take out their phones and I've done this in a keynote talk and I get very strange looks. They're like, surely not. And Mm -hmm. I say, please take out your phone and type your full name into Google Mm -hmm. and watching their faces change Mm -hmm. is just one of my favorite moments because it's just not something we think Mm -hmm. to do. And that first page of results is exactly what a potential employer Mm -hmm. is going to see. And what you ideally want to do is Mm -hmm. own that first page, Mm -hmm. which you're not going to do if you have a celebrity who has the mm-hmm. same name or there are examples that might where it not be a work, bad thing. I mean, you know. not always a bad thing, but it's about your social media profiles, mm-hmm. hopefully LinkedIn at the top, whether you have a an about section on your company site or if you're featured on mm-hmm. a company page. But then what other links are there if mm-hmm. there are articles you've written, mm-hmm. podcasts you've been part of, um, societies or mm-hmm. you know associations you're mm-hmm. part of that gives a really rich full mm-hmm. picture of who you are and right. I completely agree I think it's mm-hmm. really important to have a consistent brand across mm-hmm. all of them and you can have for example on Instagram a private profile mm-hmm. for your personal one mm-hmm. which I do just because I've got a lot of you know friends kids right and right yeah and especially there, which are more, with kids you have to more, you have to yeah. be protective mm-hmm. be a bit more protective but I think if, if it's a platform where you don't have a private profile, you really do need to think about what you're putting out mm-hmm. there and also question why your brand is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing to say, well, that's where my friends are. But mm-hmm. I think especially as you get older, mm-hmm. you, well, I believe you should strive to have a more consistent brand in, right. in terms of how you show up. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily needing to have the mm-hmm. two different ones. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure there are examples where you would. But I think if mm-hmm. possible to just be, again, comfortable in your skin mm-hmm. to show up in a more consistent way. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. that's first prize for me. Well, and, and I love that you say Google yourself, you know, because that's whether it's, you know, uh, you're, you're uh, you know, applying for a job or, you know, you are a business owner, you know, because we do it right. You know, we're, you know, we go to a meeting or we're getting ready to meet with someone for the first time and we Google them. We don't just go to their LinkedIn profile. And I remember one time I had this gentleman I was working with and and he was in the job market and his, uh, his cover letter, do, we, do they, I don't even know this. They still do cover letters, but anyhow, his cover letter said, when you Google me, which I, and I mean, this was just the funniest thing in the world. When you Google me, which I know you will, please know I am not the mass murderer. So he had a name that was the same as a mass murderer. And so he knew he was not coming up on the first page of Google, maybe even the second or the third or or all of those. But I love the fact that he addressed it and he addressed it in a funny way. Um, And and so, yeah, I mean, it was just what are people going to find when when they look Mm -hmm. for you? Um, And what are the images? That's the other thing is, um, you know, when you put somebody's name in there, what pictures are going to come up? You know, and and uh, are they and and I'm not saying we have to be the suit and tie and professional all the time. But, you know, are they your uh, maybe a little risque vacation pictures or things like that? Now, they're there. And if you, if you didn't post them, they're there. I mean, you know, you, you can't do anything. Yeah. But again, you just have to know what's out there. Yeah. It reminded me of when I was um, interviewing a young woman for a role. I looked at her profile just before she walked in. Mm-hmm. I had a busy day and I just did a mm-hmm. quick search and her profile picture was her drinking out of a champagne bottle. Oh, goody. Not damaging, but I was like, interesting choice mm-hmm. just before a job interview. Mm-hmm. And she walked in and she was so well put together mm-hmm. and well-spoken, but I just, 
you I couldn't get that image out of your head because I couldn't get that image out of my head and I brought it up with her I mean she was lovely and we mm-hmm. offered her the job but I mm-hmm. did speak to her about it afterwards yes. I said honey you need to change to your admit, picture mm-hmm. yeah and think about changing it it's your choice it's right. I'm not going to tell oh, yes. you what to mm-hmm. do but this was my impression mm-hmm. This is why I think, you know, again, like you said, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be suit and tie, but what what is natural mm-hmm. for you, what's right. something you mm-hmm. align with mm-hmm. that's still professional. Mm-hmm. So right. we had a good laugh about that. Mm-hmm. But in some situations, maybe it might have influenced mm-hmm. the person, you know what I mean, interviewing mm-hmm. her in a negative way. Mm-hmm. So right. worth thinking about. Well, and you, you... you are, uh, you know, I love how much you use images on your website. I mentioned that briefly, um, but it, I also wanted, you know, so I go to your website and I go to the about section expecting headshot bio, right? Which is what everybody has. You don't. And I love it because what you have are images that represent what's important to your staff. And I, and nothing about, you know, went to school here and yada, yada, yada. It was just these beautiful, glorious images, but that's very different than, like I said, than what we normally see. So Mm. tell me a little bit more about that because obviously it it intrigued me. Yeah. I'm really glad you, you commented on it and noticed it. So my business partner, Lindsay, and one of our stars and our team, Chloe, are both photographers. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of fun Mm -hmm. doing our own shoots and trying Mm -hmm. to practice what we preach mm-hmm. and I really didn't enjoy being on camera before I met them I just never oh, felt no. relaxed mm-hmm. and I just I was like I'd rather be behind the lens and mm-hmm. they have taught me to relax and lean mm-hmm. into it and they do that really well for clients so part of our offering is photography for clients I know I was like oh us. you're too far away and, <laughs> and with clients that are not I mean we have clients all over the world we help them get more comfortable mm-hmm. in front of the camera give them tips mm-hmm. to take photos the lighting all of that sort mm-hmm. of thing but there is just some a joy and fun that mm-hmm. comes through in those photos. And I think you've mentioned that kind of human lens. That's mm-hmm. such a big part mm-hmm. of our approach. So we like, we don't want stock photos. Mm-hmm. We got a very creative team. So we could have had more abstract mm-hmm. or, you know, designed images, mm-hmm. but we went, you know what? We want to have real people mm-hmm. that work with us mm-hmm. so that again, that consistency, what you see on the website, they're mm-hmm. not airbrushed, they're not over edited. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, warm and natural, and that's mm-hmm. a huge part of our brand. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a, an intentional choice, but also just felt like a natural, mm-hmm. a natural way to to share our story. Right. Well, and I look at it, and I, and I'm I'm looking at it right now, and and it does, you know, when I look at it, I think, and and you call them lifestyle pictures, um, which they are, but it, I look at it, and I think, oh, I want to know who the person is that. Um, has the the picture of the fish or the old truck, um, you know, how, you know, and, and so it, to me, it was intriguing um, because I thought, wow, that's, those are just such pretty. And, and to know that it is not stock photography. I mean, these are images that mean mm. something to your staff, um, you know, and, and I love, you know, that you say, have fun. I, I just had to do some new headshots. It was really funny. I needed a serious picture. I, I mean, you know, I, I went through all the headshots that I had with the, the photographer I used from several years ago, not a single picture in there where I'm not laughing, smiling, you know, things like that, which uh, that's a good thing. Right. But I needed a picture where I was serious. And, um, and so I, I called her and I said, okay, we need to do, need to do a new quick photo shoot. Here's what I'm looking for because I haven't changed my hair. I mean, you know, so that was kind of nice. I can still use all of these headshots. Um, but uh, the, and we took those. That was great. Got exactly what I wanted. But then 
there was this bronze metal giant frog that was sitting on a bench. Of course, I had to go take pictures with the frog. And, those were, you know, and then the other pictures that I, that I just had to get from her were um, there was I, I uh, big supporter of University of Colorado here in, in the States. And, I, you know, because I knew I was going to be changing clothes, but I had to get makeup first. I just had a, a CU a T-shirt on. And so she took some shots with that. And now it was a nice T-shirt. I mean, you know, not not ratty or anything like that. And so I bought one of those because that is me also, um, you know, and, yeah. and uh, so, you know, and, and I also went with pictures in, I mean, like in, in denim jacket, you know, not the, you know, now that, you know, we did do pictures in, you know, a little bit more professional attire, but people who know me know that I'm going to be the one in the denim jacket and, you know, just much more relaxed. Obviously if, if I, you know, when the need calls for me to wear a suit, I wear a suit. Um, but it is, you know, that whole authenticity that you talk about, I bet that authenticity thing. It's not a thing, right? It is, it is very core. And, and it, when it comes mm. through in the images, I love that. Yeah, it is. And just having photos you love of yourself on mm-hmm. file is so important. Mm-hmm. So when you ask to send one through, mm-hmm. you don't look through your camera roll going, mm-hmm. oh, they're none of me on my mm-hmm. own and they're none of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just, mm-hmm. it's something we really recommend mm-hmm. is having a short bio mm-hmm. about yourself mm-hmm. in the first person and the third person mm-hmm. photos, just, just mm-hmm. that like sort of almost mm-hmm. like a media kit. Right. Um, and again, mm-hmm. you don't have to be someone who's always in the limelight to have mm-hmm. that ready. There's mm-hmm. lots of opportunities in life where you can just put that forward, mm-hmm. have something that you right. feel comfortable with. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because I think, especially on LinkedIn, we all think, oh, it has to be this very professional picture. Um, and I was talking with this this young man one time and know him well. He's, you know, he's he's a, a friend. And I told him, and at that point in time, he uh, was selling uh, uh, security, you know, home security systems. So he normally wore a polo shirt with the, the logo on it, right? You know, and, yeah. and that was how he dressed for work. His LinkedIn photo was not that. And I looked at it and I said, you need to, to switch that out. And he said, why? I said, because first of all, this is your wedding picture. I said, I know you love it, but you shouldn't have your wedding picture. And he said, how do you know it's my wedding picture? I mean, he was just curious. And I said, because no man wears white silk ties. <laughs> you know? and, and he went, oh. Um, but, you know, that that is part of that authenticity. I mean, if you mm. are not going to wear a suit and tie or for women, a business suit, you know, all sorts of things, then don't have it as, as your, your professional pictures. It's perfectly okay to not do that. I agree. And I think to wear something that shows your character or your mm-hmm. taste is lovely, whether mm-hmm. it's a color or a print mm-hmm. or um, how you wear your hair, just to mm-hmm. be natural. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I love it. Well, you've got a great product on your website called Build Your Own Brand. And I think that's one of the things, you know, hopefully now we've convinced people you probably mm-hmm. need to look at your brand. Even if you think you've got a great brand, make sure that it's it's right. But for those who are going to, uh, <laughs> you know, so walk us through kind of how this works. So I'm really excited about this product because we initially did a lot of one-on-one work with clients, mm-hmm. which is great, but it's not scalable. Mm-hmm. And so by having an online course, we can just 
help so many more people Mm -hmm. and we've made it into a three-month format Mm -hmm. where you do it at your own pace. So Mm -hmm. there are three parts. We Mm -hmm. see it as a narrative of a story. So three parts with three chapters in each one. Mm -hmm. And it really is a journey to build Mm -hmm. your own brand, to build your confidence, get clarity, Mm -hmm. but also really practical tips. So Mm -hmm. we have wardrobe tips and photography tips. Mm -hmm. We have um, some of the personality assessments Mm -hmm. that I mentioned Mm -hmm. We look at your LinkedIn, mm-hmm. crafting your bio, mm-hmm. your content pillars. So a lot mm-hmm. of what we've we've meant, touched on today, we we cover, mm-hmm. and we created a fictional character called Sophie who does the course with you. Ah. And we've had such lovely feedback mm-hmm. on that because sometimes you just want an example. You want to mm-hmm. see right. what someone else's mood mm-hmm. board looks like mm-hmm. or how do they describe their values. Mm-hmm. And so Sophie does all the exercises and mm-hmm. you can look at them along the way. Mm-hmm. And she kind of just becomes part of the journey. And we mm-hmm. have a lot of video tutorials, worksheets, examples. Mm-hmm. So it really is as collaborative mm-hmm. as a as an online course can mm-hmm. be. And I think the fact that you do it in your own time is great because mm-hmm. you've got access to the course right. we reckon in three months. Mm-hmm. But if you have a sabbatical or a holiday and want to do a crash course mm-hmm. in a month, you absolutely can. And if you are fitting it into, you know, a crazy busy life mm-hmm. at the moment, then you can can space it out, mm-hmm. out a bit more. I love it. So when you work with people, you know, we've, we've been talking, you know, obviously a lot about you really thinking things through how many times do you find somebody that is just blown away? I mean, you mentioned the one statement that that was made. You know, how many times do you find people go, <laughs> wow? Really surprisingly often. I mm-hmm. think for me, we sometimes just need to make small tweaks to someone's mm-hmm. brand, but to them, it's everything. Mm-hmm. It's having the confidence to do their mm-hmm. first keynote or to make a career change mm-hmm or to show up in a way that feels authentic. Mm -hmm. So I've learned that small changes can have a really big impact Mm -hmm. on someone's life and how they show up. So that is really rewarding. Mm -hmm. And also that no two brands are the same, which Mm -hmm. makes sense because Mm -hmm. we are all unique and we have our own stories. Mm -hmm. So you could give me two people with the same CV, the same taste and preferences Mm -hmm. even, but they still will have such a unique story yeah. to share. Mm-hmm. And I just feel everyone has value that they mm-hmm. can share and add to, mm-hmm. to their community. So a big right. part of it is that ripple effect of mm-hmm. build your brand, mm-hmm. influence those around you and have a positive impact mm-hmm. in whatever that mm-hmm. looks like to you, whether that's your community where you live mm-hmm. or your team at work or or broader, mm-hmm. that there's just such a, an opportunity for growth and mm-hmm and to inspire others through this process. Right. I love that you mentioned that it's, you know, that it is more, you know, how many people, oh, I wish I could volunteer or I want to volunteer or, um, you know, all those risks, but they, they never do. Mm. And, you know, I'm in, you know, I definitely have the philosophy of, uh, you know, don't wait, (laughs) you know, because you never know what, what could happen. And so it is, you know, if, if you want to volunteer now, you know, we're not saying quit your job and go be a full-time volunteer, but maybe it's, you know, a a great example might be someone like a physician. You know, you mentioned the the nurse before, but a physician who says, you know, I'm going to go do um, a, a month across, you know, the, the programs, the, you know, the physicians with no borders and I don't have the name, right. I apologize, but Doctors you know, or, borders. yeah, that's it. Um, you know, and, and things like that, where they do, you know, something to kind of fulfill their soul 
And then they go back Mm -hmm. to do the other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think it's, it's giving people the confidence or the motivation to go and do those things Mm -hmm. to just, Mm -hmm. you know, you live once, like Mm -hmm. you said, you don't know how long you've got Mm -hmm. make the most of it Mm -hmm. and lean in, Mm -hmm. lean in and, and just take, yeah, take that first step. Right. It's often a micro step that you mm-hmm. need to take mm-hmm. rather than a big change. But mm-hmm. I think clarity on where you're going helps mm-hmm. so much. So having a North Star to work mm-hmm. towards and then taking small steps right. to get there. Right. And remember, as you said, you know, it is your story. Um, you know, it's not what your parents told you. It's not what your partner, your spouse, um, even your kids, your co or anybody, you know, it's your story. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's okay to take it and to own it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh my gosh, Emma, we've we've got a, a little over five minutes left. Um, and so, you know, do you have anything else that you want to make sure we cover before we get to that the the actual um, end of the program? Good question. I think we've covered so much. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just really grateful to have had the space mm-hmm. to unpack it with you and mm-hmm. knowing a little bit of your story mm-hmm. and how you've built your brand. And mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's lovely to have a conversation with someone who mm-hmm. understands it, but also still has questions. Mm-hmm. I think it just really shows that it's a topic you mm-hmm. can look at and unpack from so mm-hmm. many different ways. And you can have just a little mm-hmm. foot in the door, or you can be really knowledgeable and still building your brand. So I think right. it's just lovely to reflect mm-hmm. on that. And wherever you are in your mm-hmm. career, it's a good time to start. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, tell us more about Dapper. How do they find you and what are the services that you provide? So become dapper.com. And you can also find us on LinkedIn and Instagram. Our main service is the build your own brand course, which is called brand yourself. And that is available through the website. And then for clients that want a more collaborative in-depth process, we have the Dapper nine. Mm -hmm. And that means going the whole nine yards with us. It is a six month process with a lot of coaching and one-on-one time with, Mm -hmm. with our team. So that's, yeah, another, another option. And then we do workshops. So those are often usually done over Zoom. And that is the synergy between leadership teams. It's building confidence. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes just what is brand? Why is it important? Getting your team to to understand it. Mm -hmm. So lots of different options of either three hour, half day or full day workshops that we can do. And we love to tailor those for each client. Mm -hmm. So to give them, make it a, again, collaborative process. What do you want to get out of this? How can we add the most value for your team? Mm-hmm. And then for clients based in Cape Town, there's also the photography and videography oh, element. Oh, oh, such beautiful <laughs> work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'd say those are kind of the main, main services. Mm-hmm. We do, once we've taken clients through a process, the three or six month process, we mm-hmm. can support them on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. We really encourage them to create their own content and mm-hmm. tell their own story, but we can help them do that. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, you know, creative direction or strategic input to just, continually refine it and evolve it with Mm -hmm. them, then we we do that for some of our Mm -hmm. key clients too. I love that. And you actually address that in your LinkedIn profile. You say, you know, you write bios for other people, but it's hard to write it for yourself. Um, You know, and, and, and that's so true. You know, we, we can do whatever it is for somebody else, but then when it comes to ourselves, we're like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) so much harder. It is so true. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, how would people find you? 
So LinkedIn is probably the best place okay. to find me. Uh, my LinkedIn name is Emma Donovan hyphen Dapper and always love connecting with new people. So if you're listening and want to find out more or just, just chat, please do reach out. Perfect. I love it. Well, Emma, this really has been so much fun. And like I said at the start, I love talking branding because I think it's so important for everybody um, and to always be thinking about it. You know, if you're six years old, if you're 60 years old, what is your brand and and is it what you want it to be? Um, you know, I think that is is so important. But do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? So I think one of my favorite lines, which we've maybe said a few times, but just to kind of wrap it up is your story is already out there and now is the perfect time to own it. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, I've been having so much fun talking with Emma Donovan all the way from South Africa. Um, I am Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.